Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the spookiest that our state has to offer. It's that time of year when the ghosts and the ghouls get tired of eating human flesh and switch over to store-bought fun-sized candies. So we're talking with one of our spookiest friends, author and tour guide, as well as paranormal storyteller Jeff Provine. But first, let's get all the creepiest crawlies out of our with our question of the week. We asked you, what is your favorite Oklahoma ghost story? First up, Editor-in-Chief Nathan Gunner. I gotta go with Dead Woman's Crossing, just because that's that was by my house where I grew up, and I, it was like the first ghost story I ever heard. Um, so Dead Woman's Crossing is a creepy thing. It's a still unsolved murder. I feel like we've written about it in the magazine so many times. But, mm-hmm. um, that's where we get the name Mrs. Ham. <laughs> oh, from, yeah, Because that is. the alleged murderer's name was a, uh, a lady of the night named Mrs. Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Dead Woman's Crossing is a great story. Uh, I won't go, it's really long to try to tell, so I won't go into it, but you can look it up on OklahomaToday.com. <laughs> uh, managing editor Carly Barra. Um, I'm also going to say Dead Woman's Crossing, but for a different reason. Um, first of all, it was the only ghost story that I actually could remember, the only Oklahoma <laughs> ghost story. But also, it was the first thing you ever wrote for Oklahoma Today. It so it was our introduction to Nathan Gunter, yes. so it has a special place in my heart. Yes. Oh, Aww. so you also special. say Dead Woman. Cold, <laughs> black, <laughs> dark <laughs> place in your heart. All right, Fodor Megan Rossman, why is yours also Dead Woman's Crossing? <laughs> well, it's not. My favorite Oklahoma ghost story is my own ghost story. I love this story. Which was uh, when I was at the Best Western. It's been several years. Uh, I was at the Best Western in West Salem Springs, and I awoke to a man standing at the foot of my bed, and I made a horrible strangled noise at him and was like, get out! And then he shuddered and disappeared before my eyes, and I... Um, I don't know if I was asleep or that is if, the freakiest thing it I've is, ever heard. It is by far the weirdest thing that ever happened to me. I feel like I kind of sound like a crazy person when I tell that story, but I'm like, if I ever saw a ghost, that was then, and that is my story. Fun fact, that is that guy's favorite ghost story as well. He was like, <laughs> I was in this room, and uh, this ghost in a bed yells, get out, <laughs> and I just ran. I would have been the scarier ghost there. <laughs> Research editor Ben Lucian. Well, I remember when uh, in the early years of the uh, of the thunder when they first got here, there was a big thing about uh, the Skirvin being haunted, mm. uh, and all all these players would talk about it all the time. Uh, I think there were like some Knicks players, especially who had some encounters and. Uh, you don't hear about it as much anymore. I think it's because um, the uh, there's like other hotels that the team stay at, and oh, like, uh, okay. like twenty one uh, twenty one scenes. Was it the Knicks who like blamed their entire embarrassing loss on that ghost? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, think, I remember blame. that. Because the ghost yes. made them tired, right? Oh that's what they said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it, it, the ghost in particular is a uh, a maid Lame. that was uh, that was murdered. Uh, Allegedly. Allegedly murdered. Yes. Okay. Definitely died, though. Definitely dead. Allegedly dead. 
What about you, Greg? What's your favorite Oklahoma ghost First story? of all, I'm just waiting for a terrible crime to happen at the Omni so we can finally <laughs> update some of these hotel ghost stories for, <laughs> for, for more NBA teams. Uh, my favorite is actually one that I learned about from uh, Miss Megan Rossman and her uh, excellent spooky Oklahoma story a few years mm. ago. Uh, the best scary stories are true, which is why uh, my choice is the Tulsa Hex House. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a, a scary one. one. And micro cult leader Carol Ann Smith uh, it's kind of more of a pre-ghost story because the two women who were rescued from her basement had life insurance policies taken out against them by Miss Smith, mm. indicating that they, like her husband and father before them, were likely to meet a financially lucrative end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite things about that story is the photograph that we ran alongside <laughs> it. Those ladies look so happy. Which is like the ladies and their children, right? Like no, it was no, like no, their was, brothers. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. And it was only one of the ladies. It was a lady okay. and her sister and then a police Every officer and another guy. Every one of the they're at like the groundbreaking of a supermarket uh-huh. or something. Yeah. Well, like, and they're standing in front. So that woman, the thing that tipped off the neighbors, how they knew something was not quite right with her, was they saw her in the backyard bearing tiny coffins that uh, evidently contained her dogs. Y'all, I am so uh, unbelievably. Close uh, this was to in an apartment an complex. True crime podcast on this on this platform. It's not even funny. Yeah, it's just like particularly when you're in a shared backyard space, bearing coffins. There is, you know, bound to get you noticed. Yeah. It's also, one of the main reasons I want a private yard. Yeah, I just yeah, don't want yeah. anybody. You just want to be able to bury whatever you want. I, <laughs> and I will say, I love my dogs very much, but I'm not buying them coffins. Yeah, that's like, when they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> Love you, Fred. <laughs> but no coffin for you. We uh, we had a few really good uh, answers from our readers online, and uh, uh, well, this one's a little bit long. Uh, Katie Katie Roberts McBurnett um, said that one of her favorites uh, ghost stories is from Fort Reno. Uh, she says, "I became a volunteer, and a nice elderly volunteer told me her story. It had been a slow day in the late spring, and two older ladies came in." She gave them the history. They walked the museum and then went out back to walk the grounds. The volunteer would occasionally check on them out of one of the windows. And at one point, the volunteer looked up to see them staring at the building we referred to as the Old Victorian. It had been a home made for a high-ranking member's daughter. The two ladies stared and then began making their way back towards the museum in a hurry. After entering, one began to tell a volunteer what had happened. She told of seeing a young girl run up to and into the house. They were worried as they didn't see any parents, but the volunteer already knew. Uh, she asked them where she had been, what she had been wearing, and one of the ladies stopped a moment and said, an old-fashioned pinafore and bonnet. The volunteer then asked if they had seen the girl open the doors to go in, and they looked at each other and said no. <laughs> The volunteer explained that uh, all the windows yeah, I that was weird. and doors were screwed shut on the building due to being unsafe as well, uh, that they were the only visitors within the last few hours. The two ladies looked sickly, whispered to each other, and then left in a fright without another word to the volunteer. Uh, boy, I, I always love those. That's creepy. That's always yeah. some fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's see, D. Morris. Uh, and ha- at Fort Reno, I will say this time of year, if you're into this kind of stuff, Fort Reno has ghost tours. Yeah. That are supposedly, I haven't actually had a chance to go on one, but supposedly they're great. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, D. Morris had one about uh, an Enid, a man who claimed to be John Wilkes Booth. Mm. Uh, his name was David E. George. Uh, committed suicide at, at the Grand Avenue Hotel in 1903. Building still exists and has a really has a creepy feel upstairs where he died. Yeah, I mean that that yep. would do it. Yep. 
Uh, Marvin Hawkins uh, brought up the Skirvin Hotel. Um, uh, he says that uh, if the uh, for for some really good stories, you should talk to the pianist at the Red Piano Lounge downstairs, Grant Ooh. Stevens, who apparently has quite a few Elton good John. stories. Oh, different Red Piano. Uh, and then uh, someone, uh, Monica Jacks, brought up the Spook Lights outside of Miami. Oh, another cool. yes, another so fun one. That as well. Yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, let's talk to our friend Jeff Provine and hear some more scary stories about Oklahoma. And now we are extremely happy to welcome. Welcome back our friend Jeff Provine, uh, professor of English at OCCC and author of eight different nonfiction books about uh, Oklahoma's haunted history. Um, Jeff, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah. Um, so we are, we're in the spooky season, first of all. Welcome <laughs> to spooky season, everybody. My favorite. Uh, <laughs> Which is a big season for you. And I was noticing, uh, so if anybody goes to jeffprovine.com, not only can they uh, peruse uh, uh, your selection of books, but they can also, there's a link to Eventbrite, and they can sign up for one of your uh, ghost tours. And so you do Oklahoma City and Norman, is that right? That's right. And I'm also teaming up with the Shawnee Library to do a special Shawnee tour. That's awesome. Um, so tell me a little bit, first of all, how do you, how do you put together something like a ghost tour? So first you got to get the stories together, right? Which um, maybe there's somebody out there who tries to make up stories, but the weird, the true stuff is so weird that like- You agreed. Why would you, right? Yeah. Um, so doing all the research, I leaned back on some of that journalism classes I took back in college, you know, just pounding the pavement, going door to door saying, hey, you know, go story about this place. And nine times out of 10, you know, people will be like, well, you know, nothing that I've ever heard or something, but that 10th time. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. So That's I just you know, walked in the barber shop on main street in Norman where I get, where I get my haircuts anyway and say, Hey, you know, ghost story about this place. And like, well, here's our ghost story and yeah. like, all this history and everything that ties in with the oldest barber shop in this part of the state, and like all this stuff. Did, did uh, you, did you, uh, do people ever approach you with stories like, Hey, this is, uh, you know, this guy knows all about the ghost stuff. We better tell him our ghost story. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which uh, after ghost tours all the time, people hang out and say, Hey, here's weird stuff happened to me or something. That's great. Um, yeah. Or even just bumping into people. Uh, one time I, I bumped into a guy at, on OU's campus. He says, Oh, you, you did that tour back on OU's campus. And I'm a sports photographer. So I'm out there taking pictures and things. And I have these dogs at home. So I know this feeling of a little dog coming up and leaning, leaning on your leg and uh, just trying to cuddle with you a little bit. And I, he said, you know, you should see if there's like a dog ghost in the, in the stadium. And I was like, well, I actually have a whole story about him. His name is Mex and um, was mascot from 1916 to 1927, all this stuff. And that is awesome. Yeah. So he had no idea and kind of finally got that connection together. You know what? That's so cool, though. And especially like I feel like this is such a touchstone with our with our history. Uh, and Oklahoma is not always great about our history, acknowledging it or yeah. or, or understanding it or reporting, mm -hmm. <laughs> knowing exactly what happened. But um, this is, you are what you're doing is a really fun way to look back sometimes on very tragic events, but just, mm -hmm. you know, in general, a really fun deal and a way for people to kind of connect with and understand that, hey, Oklahoma has existed well before you and, and hopefully mm -hmm. long after. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I had Oklahoma City tour a couple months ago, and uh, there's a guy 
teenager. So about, you know, 10th grade taking his Oklahoma history class. And yeah. Midway through the tour, he said, I think I've learned more Oklahoma history tonight than I have in my entire class. <laughs> well, uh, so what, what, what kind of got you interested in the first place in ghost stories? When did this all kind of become a thing for you? Yeah, so while I've always liked spooky stories and stuff, um, which I think what really gets me into it is kind of the speculative nature. So like, what's, if there's a ghost, where is that energy coming from? Uh, how does it fit in the context? What's the folklore behind it and all that? Uh, other people are strictly in it for the thrills, which I get scared really easily. So like, I, you know, whenever I tag along on paranormal investigations and things, I'm always like, yeah, just tell me what happens afterward. I'll be outside. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, I guess I did study abroad in England and went on all the ghost tours I could because every little town has one. Yeah. And so when I got back, I um, started seeing you know are there ghost stories here in Oklahoma too and uh, already there are tons I mean oh, yeah. just a lot of them uh, aren't either you know written down just oral history uh, or they're just kind of scattered in different directions and old newspapers and things so they haven't really, really kind of been put together so that that's kind of been my mission here this last decade yeah well I would imagine it seems like what what are the places that are are usually the most haunted like uh hospitals theaters um Oh yeah, you know, every theater is haunted. Which, oh, every theater is haunted. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess free shows, right? So why why wouldn't you go hang out at the theater? Uh, I think if you're building a theater, you have to like there has to be some sort of anti smudging you can do to like invite ghosts in and just be like, look, if this is going to be a successful venue, we got to have at least one ghost. Yeah, leave your ghost light off, and <laughs> uh, which I didn't even know about ghost lights. I'm not too big of a theater person, but yeah, uh, everybody I talked to is like, yeah, you got to leave your light on, otherwise the ghost is going to trash your sets while uh, overnight. Uh, they'll stomp up and down the uh, stage while you're trying to practice. All this stuff. And like, it's so cool. Yeah. So watch out if you're in the theater, I guess. Oh, you know, I, for me, it was, uh, I remember in high school, it was always like, you know, oh, we're going to go to the abandoned hospital. Mm -hmm. And then of course you, you know, here's the thing about abandoned buildings, uh, listeners, uh, don't go in them. Uh, and usually they're fenced in, uh, mm -hmm. to keep people out for a reason. And it's, it's not, it's not because they're haunted. It's usually because they're structurally unsound. Right. <laughs> That's a whole different kind of scary. Yes. Yeah. And you don't want to become the ghost in that story. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. And trespassing, like talk to tons of people sneaking over to the purple church over on the West side of Oklahoma city. Mm -hmm. And like their neighbor comes out with a shotgun. Like he'll chase yeah. you off. Like it's, it's a very different kind of scary too. <laughs> well, so um, tell me a little bit about the tours. How long does a tour usually take? So we usually go about 75 to 90 minutes, kind of depending on how quickly people walk or when, you know, how many stories they really want to get and stuff uh, any longer. And people kind of get pretty tuckered out. So, yeah. I mean, I could be out there for, I think I added up, I've got like 18 hours worth of ghost stories. I could tell, if I <laughs> put them all together, but nobody wants to sit through that. And I don't want to talk for that. <laughs> um, but yeah. And it makes up about seven tenths of a mile, give or take kind of a, a, the loops we do. And um, that's enough that we're, looking for somewhere to sit when we get done and um, just kind of not getting worn out about it. Yeah. At other ghost tours, they go like three hours and stuff. And like, Man. that's dedication. You better be on like a bus, a right? right? Like yeah. three yeah. hours is a ton. Mm -hmm. um, I, so, so if, um, do you ever have people who have done the tour and they want to come back, but they, they want to hear different stories? Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, over the years I've added 
things and kind of subtracting, kind of keeping that balance. Because when new stuff comes out, you know, you can't put it in a book, but since this is just telling people full yeah. things, I can uh, changed up quite a little bit of the Oklahoma City tour uh, and got to do uh, the Ride OKC teaming up with bicycling. So going around yeah. telling some of the, the stories outside of Bricktown and downtown. <laughs> Because there's no what, shortage. Yeah, yeah. What what is what's your uh, in Oklahoma City? Is there a story that really sticks out to you as like as kind of our primo ghost story? I always think about the Skirvin. Right. Yeah, that's definitely the most famous, just because all the NBA players and getting in the sports <laughs> section and stuff. Which, uh, I mean, it's not just like one or two. It's Lakers, Bulls, Suns, Knicks. Like everybody's got Effie stories and things. Yeah. Uh, but for like per capita most haunted i guess like per square foot i gotta say up at the overholzer mansion oh okay so, yeah mr and mrs overholzer yeah. uh, a lot of the folks who work there like it's really dedicated people staying around keeping an eye on the place <laughs> but very dedicated employees very loyal <laughs> to stick around yeah. well after death <laughs> And they have it like they want it. Lisa up at Preservation Oklahoma was telling me the story of a few years ago when she found, uh, you know, one of the old tools used to get the clinkers out of coal furnaces. Yeah. Which, I mean, you could say those words and people today are like, I don't know what half of that means. <laughs> um, but she was thought it was cool. So she brought it upstairs to the kitchen so they could kind of give a talk about it and get that history and stuff. And things went nuts. She said things were falling over in the kitchen. There were all these uh, banging sounds and grunts down in the basement. And, and when she like put it back, all went, <laughs> no problem oh my gosh that's so great oh man uh I, we did um a, a couple of years back a um a, a little something where we were talking about some different haunted places and one of them that came up is one of my favorites is in tulsa is the hex house oh yeah um, which is so wild to just think that there was some lady who was like, it's like, oh yeah, I got a couple of slaves. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> just, you know, just these two impoverished women in the basement and then the whole thing burns down. <laughs> like, yeah, really crazy. Uh, just the psychology, the cult-like psychology of the thing. Right? The lady who escaped and got hit by a bus and like all this just wild stuff. It, it which really the house is. has been torn down, but you can still go see the parking lot where yeah. it was. Yeah. And all kinds of people have stories of their cars failing and the radios scrambling and do all kinds of weird stuff so man really you know, but wow it is it's this is a great state to be in in october i mean the weather's finally nice and we yeah. got ghosts like everywhere you know i mean get yeah. out folks get out and enjoy some ghosts it's that it's that time of year you don't even have to be it's not just inside ghosts like in August, I wouldn't go outside for a ghost. I, <laughs> the ghosts have to come to me in August. Mm -hmm. October, that's when you get out in the world and you really get to see some ghosts in their natural environment. Yeah, check out the tours. Uh, Fort Washita, Fort Reno. Yeah. All the uh, old, old ghosts still sticking around. And there's, uh, you know, uh, obviously I, I want a lot of people to go on the provine tours because uh well first of all because you're our our guest uh but also you're a great guy and i, I love oh, your thanks. books and i and uh we've had you uh write in the magazine before and we really appreciate okay. that but that said there are tons of uh ghost tours in in little towns and especially mm -hmm. like cemetery tours that people will give and they'll they'll kind of go through it not necessarily always ghost stories but sometimes it's stories of people from the past who lived there and and uh you know it's a good way to learn your history it's a good way to kind of connect with the place that you're in 
Um, I would, mm-hmm. I would definitely, for anybody who is new to Oklahoma, I would say that the first thing they should do is, is hop on a, on the downtown Oklahoma city tour with you and, and learn a little bit about the, learn about the place it, it, because it is, it's not just, obviously the ghost stories are really entertaining, but it's, it's mm-hmm. about where you are too. Oh yeah. Yeah. You get this perspective of the people from the past since they're supposed to be the ghosts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can't talk about them really without the history. You're, yeah. You're missing out. Well, so um, you have got tours coming up uh, all through this month. It looks like um, I know even just, let's see, the 19th, the 21st, uh, you got some down in Norman on the 25th, um, you know, really leading up to Halloween. So if so, people who are looking to get spooked, this is this is a great time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got tons of opportunities. So. Uh, and haven't figured out November just yet, but we'll we'll see how how much interest there is. Usually, there's a lot of spillover, and people are like, "I'm not done with Halloween yet." And oh no, I'm, dude, I'm I, never done with Halloween. No, so come every, I I know too many people who are just like, <laughs> who go to a home goods store and they're like, "Why isn't it always Halloween?" That's the only yeah. decorations I want are Halloween decorations. I I work with a few of those people. Uh, you'll hear from them later in this podcast. <laughs> uh jeff man thank you so much for coming on and again everybody it's jeff provine that's p-r-o-v-i-n-e dot com uh head over there pick up a book uh get on one of his tours and and jeff thank you so much for coming on we always, always love this yeah yeah uh okay. yeah hey fingers crossed let's uh let's well maybe some new ghost stories by next year and we'll have you back on sounds good to me yeah just heard right. another new one last week so you never know fact about that Jeff Provine died in 2013 <laughs> no not really Jeff's alive and well and hosting awesome tours yes yes uh, alright it is now time for us to once again plumb the depths of travelok.com's calendars for our weekly pod events and first up this week is Nathan oh I'm first am I um, well have you guys heard of this Oklahoma ghost story called Dead Woman's Crossing <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, the, the, we actually have a joke uh, here in tourism uh, about, you know, every place is haunted. You know, we hear a lot of stories about haunted places like Frank and Lola's in Bartlesville is supposedly haunted. And um, there's a lot of there's oh, a lot yeah. of ghost stories all over all over Oklahoma, as we as we well know. Um, I will say whether or not Frank and Lola's is haunted, the food's so good. It doesn't matter. Just go anyway in Bartlesville. But uh, if your favorite sorts of tales are the kinds where the storyteller has to hold a flashlight under her face, I've got a road trip for you on Saturday, October 29th. Visit the Pawnee Bill Ranch and Museum in Pawnee for the Ghost Story Candlelight Tour. During this spookapalooza, guides will lead visitors by candlelight through the famous Pawnee Bill Ranch, telling spooky tales of the Wild West and Green Country. Kids age 8 and older are welcome, but younger little ones maybe want to sit this one out, as some of the tales do get genuinely creepy. But if you enjoy a good ghost story as much as the rest of us, or if you just really, really like candles, you won't want to miss this one. For more information, call 918-762-2513. Or visit okhistory.org and click on the calendar link at the top of the page. Old Yankee ghost stories. Old. <laughs> uh, Carly, uh, what's your event this week? I have a theory that there are two kinds of Halloween nerds out there. There's those who love horror, the really horrific kind with blood and guts and the whole nightmare shebang. Then there are those like me who prefer their creepy with a big side of cute. Nightmare Before Christmas, Hocus Pocus, and the like. If you lean more towards the ooky and kooky rather than the straight-up spooky, then the Skyline Event Center in Tulsa has the perfect October occasion for you. 
Here Come the Mummies in Concert describes itself, or they describe themselves as a super tight funk band, and they'll be playing their slick grooves till the witching hour so Halloween hags and hagrids can monster mash the night away. There will also be door prizes, chances to consult with oracles on your impending fate, drink specials, and a buffet, which given the times might be the scariest feature of all. Tickets are only $15. Check out Here Come the Mummies, that's M-U-M-M-I-E-S dot com for more info. Wow, I want to consult with an oracle. And go to the buffet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you know your impending fate. Welcome to the casino at Delphi. (laughs) Consult with the oracle, oracle go to the buffet. (laughs) The oracle of furs. The oracle of furs. Oh, man, that would be a great job. I foresee a new batch of yeast rolls. (laughs) Uh, Megan, what's your event this week? Well... There's something spine-chilling going on in northwest Oklahoma City, and for once it's not just baffling and unending road construction or 500-plus Paycom employees trying to exit the company parking lot all at the same time. On October 29th, Martin Park Nature Center, visitors will bring chairs, blankets, and don optional costumes while they snuggle up and listen to spooky tales during ghost stories in the park. From 6.30 to 8 p.m., guests can listen to these stories and also wander the park's two and a half miles of beautiful wooded trails as they try not to invoke the hair-raising wrath of Canada geese lurking in the waterways. For more information, call 405-297-1429. Can I ask you a question about that event? Yes. Okay. Is that is that ghost stories about that have happened in Martin Nature Park, or is it just oh. Oklahoma ghost stories? It'd be weird if there were enough ghost stories <laughs> in that one park for it to fill an entire event. Yeah, it did not specify um, the description, but I got the sense that there would be some tales related to maybe hmm. like the animals or goings on in oh. the park, or that maybe they were going to tie it into nature somehow. This is where a turtle was murdered. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) A a mosquito genocide by the Purple Martins. Mm. (laughs) Or just a Canada geese attack. Yeah. If you got a problem with Canada geese, you got a problem with me. (laughs) I thought thought of that as I was talking about Canada geese. (laughs) They are the majestic birds of Canada, and we will celebrate them forever. Barrel-chested beauties. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) Ben, what's your event? This week what is your event, Ben. Well, I think the Canada Goose has a problem with everyone. So, uh, well, speaking of ghosts, I thought I would it'd be fun to just go ahead and talk a little bit more about death. Um, they're often lumped together with the frequently dark and disturbing aesthetic of American Halloween. Dia de Muertos, the Mexican Day of the Dead, is a festive occasion by contrast. Think of it as a family reunion, but with your dead relatives a colorful and festive time of food, song, and dance. But no need to take my word for it, because you can see the celebration for yourself this Sunday at the Festival de Vida y Muerte in Oklahoma City's Scissortail Park. This translates in English to the Festival of Life and Death, so you can see how paramount it is that you would all attend. While there, while there you can check out the skull makeup and elaborate regalia of the Katrina Costume Contest, including prizes up to $200, or the many colorful ofrenda uh, altars dedicated to past loved ones, a rousing performance by San Antonio's Mariachi Los Corporales uh, will feature a guest dance performance by Los Chineros Morenel, Mor- Morenses. 
sorry if I butchered that pronunciation. Uh, and of course, a variety of interactive family activities and authentic food vendors uh, will help ensure that there's never a dull moment, which I guess is another way in which this tradition distinguishes itself from the family reunions I'm used to. The Free to Attend Festival runs from noon to 8 p.m. For more information, call 405-445-6277 or visit facebook.com slash OKC Festival de Vida y Muerte. I love Day of the Dead. It's so fun. I Yeah, I feel like a lot of Hispanic cultures have uh, a healthy healthy approach to death. Agree. Yeah, and agree. That's a, I like the description, too, a family reunion with your dead relatives. Mm-hmm. I'll have to... Um, RSVP, no. <laughs> I will be watching Coco. Um, <laughs> what about you, Greg? Historically, smoke in the fort was bad news. There might be a fire inside the fort, or worse, someone may have set fire to the outside of the fort. But in the town of Fort Gibson, which has been uh, a lot more chill since the Civil War ended, they're hoping smoke draws a crowd during the Smoke in the Fort barbecue and chili cook-off. Head downtown on October 29th with a crisp $10 bill, and you can get a taster kit to sample some of the finest homemade chili and smoked meats. If you've accidentally brought your children with you, well, it happens to the best of us. Just be sure to have $5 for the Kids Zone wristband that will keep them occupied with inflatables and something even more dangerous than fire, friendship. But you don't need friends. You're an adult. You're just there to enjoy chili and smoked meats for one. Perhaps while listening to live music and adjusting your award-worthy What If Austin Powers Was a Florist Austin Flowers costume before the adult costume contest. Head to smokeinthefort.com to get tickets and more information. That sounds like fun. Yeah. That sounds delicious. Just don't, I would say don't feed the children chili and then stick them in an inflatable. Oh, I say do it. I mean, see what happens. See what happens. Just, it you, is Halloween. You just got to leave. Make sure they're not your kids and leave. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. Feed That's other kids yeah. chili. Yeah. yeah. You could have, like, you a, don't know. You know what you could do? You could have, like, a pool with other parents. Like, everybody bring their kids and everybody feed their kids chili. And, like, and then, yeah, like you yeah, bet. Like, yeah. last kids standing. Yeah. You know, uh, like, everybody puts in, like, 20 bucks, right? This sounds like a tontine of pukes. Yeah. So no, maybe this, not this sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like legal problems yeah. heading our way. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> well, folks, the Sorry. sound of chili-related inflatable accidents <laughs> means that this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. So join us again next week, or if you can't get enough, head to oklahomatoday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to OKTPod at TravelOK.com, and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com. Goodbye. Good boy. Get out. <laughs> Get out.